Am I being heard? Yes. Yes, you are. Welcome, everyone, on this fine morning to, I guess we would call it the church with no name at this point. Uh, although I did look out on the marquee and it said home church. That's right. And that's good because we are a home church or we're transitioning from home church. So thank you, Lord. I'm going to pray for us. Thank you, Lord, for our little church here. Thank you that you've brought us together to share and worship. We welcome your Holy Spirit to be with us today in each of us through the words that you bring and the sharing that we'll do and in our worship songs this morning. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. And I'll say my good morning as well. Good morning, Lydia House. We're going to start with a powerful hymn. You all know it. Great is thy faithfulness. I invite you to stand as we sing together. Great, Great is thy faithfulness, O God my Father. There is no shadow of turning with thee. Thou changes not, thy compassions they fail not. As thou hast been, thou forever wilt be. Great is thy faithfulness, great is thy faithfulness. Morning by morning, new mercies I see. All I have needed, thy hand hath provided. Great is thy faithfulness, Lord, unto me. Summer and winter and springtime and harvest, sun, moon, and stars in their courses above, join with all nature in manifold witness to thy great faithfulness, mercy, and love. Great is thy faithfulness. Great is thy faithfulness, morning by morning new mercies I see. All I have needed, thy hand hath provided. Great is thy faithfulness, Lord, unto me. Pardon for sin. And Thank you, Lord. Yes, Lord. Thine, Thine own dear presence to cheer and to guide. Strength for today and bright hope for tomorrow. Blessings all mine with ten thousand besides. Great is thy faithfulness. Great is thy Morning by morning, new mercies I see. All I have needed, thy hand hath provided. 
We can hardly sing that without thinking of some of the ways that God has shown his faithfulness to us. So uh, think with me now. Where have you seen God's faithfulness in the last days, in the last weeks, in the last months, in the last year? Where have you seen it? Let's, uh, different ones, we'll just give testimony where we've seen God's faithfulness lived out. And I'll bring the mic to you so that you can share it with our friends. Who wants to start? Okay. Nice to see you, David and Ivana. Yeah. There we go. Um, God, as we know, God is uh, there in the highs and the lows, and so I think uh, had some had some loss lately. So just uh, Him being mm. near, He's a lily of the valley, Amen. Mm. And uh, sometimes in the face of questions or adversity, um, mm. He's given us each other, and so I just uh, grateful. Yeah, just grateful for, like we just sang, His faithfulness, and even yeah. even uh, even in the when you go through challenging things, he's, there's still high points, you know, he yeah. still shows himself strong, and, and so that's what I want to worship him for today. Wonderful. Anything? Wonderful. Yeah. Anybody else? Yeah, um, I'll just share, I think I shared once here about my dad. Uh, my dad has been going through chemo for a while, for about a year or so, but um, everything's been diminishing, even though it's really strong, the stuff they give them, mm-hmm. it's been diminishing. So that's a praise report. Yes, the cancer. Yep. Praise yep. the Lord. So all they said was, I guess there's a little bit left in the lungs. Mm. But it's all got to go, and I'm praying for a great breakthrough and deliverance in my dad's life. Yeah. Yes. Wonderful. Amen. Hallelujah. Okay. Okay. Anybody else? Anyone else want to share anything? Okay. Grandma, you want to share something? Whoops, I'm sorry. About God's faithfulness. Where have you seen God's faithfulness in your life? I've seen God's faithfulness in my life all the time. I couldn't do anything without, without God. Yeah. He is the one that helps me with everything. I, I know that I, I can rely on him. And I don't have to worry about anything because Jesus is there all the time. And God loves me, and I don't deserve anything. But he just desires to give us the very best. And I thank him for that. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. It was wonderful when we celebrated Phil and his uh, life a couple of weeks ago. And uh, we gave her the mic and said, uh, share the scripture that you learned on your honeymoon. And she said, okay, Colossians 3, 12 to 17. Bang, 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 bang. So that was pretty wonderful. Here, I'll leave this here and uh, go back up front. Let's, let's go back up and do the other two songs. Mm, so let's do the chorus again. Great is thy faithfulness, great is thy faithfulness, morning by morning new mercies I see, all I have need of thy 
Lord, unto me. You are faithful to us, Lord. Okay, we'll do the next Praise song. Praise you, Lord, because you are faithful. comes up it's a new day dawning it's time to sing your song again whatever may pass and whatever lies before me let me be singing when the evening comes bless the lord oh my soul oh my soul worship his holy name Sing like never before, oh my soul, I worship your holy name. You're rich in love and you're slow to anger. Your name is great and your heart is kind. For all your goodness I will keep on singing. Ten thousand reasons for my heart Bless the Lord, oh my soul, oh my soul. Worship His holy name. Sing like never before, oh my soul. I worship Your holy name. And on that. When my strength is failing The end draws near and my time has come Still my soul will sing your praise unending Ten thousand years and then forevermore Bless the Lord, oh my soul, oh my soul Worship your holy name Sing like never before, oh my soul, I worship your holy name. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, oh my soul, worship your holy name. Sing like never before, oh my soul, I worship your holy name. I worship your holy name. I worship your holy name. We worship you. Oh, yes, we worship you. We praise your holy name. We praise your holy name, oh Lord. We give glory to your name. Glory to your name. Praise your name, oh Lord. Praise your name, oh Lord. Worship your holy name. 
sits on the throne and unto the land to him who sits on the throne and unto the land be blessing and glory and honor and power Blessing and glory and honor and power forever to him who sits on the throne and unto the land to him who sits on the throne and unto the land be blessing and glory and honor and power forever be blessing and glory and honor and power forever Hallelujah. yes We bless you. Yes, we Lord. love you. Yes, we Lord. honor you. We worship you. Yes, we give ourselves to you today. Jesus. And we thank you that your son, while he was here, he gave us a special meal, a special time to gather together and remember. He said, this do in remembrance of me. And so we're going to take some time to... Remember Jesus and take his body and blood this morning. Before we do, I invite you to take a moment of silence, time of silent prayer. It says, let a man examine himself and eat of the bread and drink of the cup. So uh, we take time just to look inside. Is there any area of attitude or action on my part that I need to acknowledge and confess? and ask forgiveness. We give you a moment just to do that, to reflect back and to make sure that you're ready to receive, it says in Scripture, in a worthy manner. And that doesn't mean we're perfect. It means that we're forgiven. And so, Father, come and show us those areas that where we've spoken out of turn or done things out of turn. 
so that we can be right with you and with one another. So I'm going to invite us to gather together up in the front. We'll just uh, circle around in this area. And Steve and Laura are going to distribute the bread and the wine. So come on up, and we'll just be here in an oblong circle. And they're going to distribute it to us. And then we'll take and uh, receive it together. We just have a circle right in here. So, uh, Dave, you in here? Yeah, here we go. Wonderful. So we remember how our Lord Jesus Christ, in the night in which he was betrayed, took bread. When he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body. Do you believe that? Yes. This, he says, This is my body. And so we're years later now, 2,000 years later, are remembering his body and eating this bread. Take eat. This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way also he took a cup, and when he had supped, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the new covenant in my words, in my, in my blood. Those are powerful words, brothers and sisters. This, it's a new covenant. It's a new promise. There was an old covenant. There was an old promise under the law. This is a new. It's a different covenant. It's a better covenant. It's made on better promises, Hebrews says. In my blood, shed for you. That's as personal as you can get, David. Shed for you for the remission of your sins. I need that. You need it too, don't you? We need it. How kind of Jesus to think of us when he's at the point of dying. And he's thinking of those who are going to come and be with him in this so he's here. We welcome you, Jesus. We welcome you right in our midst. Two or three. That counts, right? Yeah. Two or three. He says, I will be in the midst of them. Mm -hmm. And so we welcome you, Jesus. Now we welcome you through your body and blood. And we receive. And we remember the prayer that you taught us to pray. It's really a warfare prayer. Mm -hmm. It's for God's kingdom to come and to assault the powers of darkness and to defeat the enemy. So let's pray together. Our Father, who art in heaven... Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. 
So Steve and Laura, they're going to come around, and uh, you're going to take, and then wait, wait uh, until we're all together. So you can receive it now, but uh, then we'll, when we're all together, then we will receive it together. And this morning there was, there was no wine, so we're all taking grape juice together. Do you have one, Naomi? Okay, they'll they'll come back to you. Here, I'll bring it back to her. I'll bring. Excuse me. You have two. Okay, can you hold them both? Okay, we're gonna do it together. Thank you, thank you, thank you, I think, okay, I just got Naomi, oh, yeah, back to CJ, okay, isn't it wonderful to be together to do this, isn't it wonderful that Jesus' idea that we come together, that we have a day set apart, we celebrate, the day of the resurrection. And he said at the end of it, do this, what? In remembrance of me. So that's what we're doing. We're remembering him now. And so let's take and eat. He said, I am the bread of life. Take and drink. And now the body of our Lord Jesus Christ and his precious blood strengthen you <clears throat> keep you steadfast unto life everlasting peace be with you amen okay give somebody a hug on your way back if 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 they can handle that What's her brother doing? Is he doing okay? Good thing for you know? I know he is. Good. Mm. Guard your voice, brother. Yes, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Okay, we got an offering box in the back for any who desire to use that. We're very grateful 
for the gifts that come in to keep the ministry moving forward. We're very thankful. I don't see Nate here this morning. I don't, he didn't lead worship this morning. So Nate is on vacation. Last I heard, he was up at, uh, up on the lake, the big lake, Lake Superior. And uh, what's that at the end of the lake, the, that really nice? Grand Ray. Grand Ray. Uh, yeah, I know they were going up there. And he had Steve and Betty with him. And so it was a, I think, didn't they? I don't know. A big, uh, uh, it was a family matter. So, and uh, if there are needs that you have, be sure to let us know so that we can be praying for you, Karen and I and others. We, we like to remember and pray for you. And so let us know if there are things that you have concerns that we can join in prayer with you about. So this morning, I am not preaching. Who's preaching this morning? Karen. <laughs> okay, honey. You're on. You're on, Adriana. <laughs> so she'll be one of them for sure. At, at some point, I'm sure she'll share. But this is our day when everybody gets to share something. So we, we take you know, up to about five minutes each. And uh, everybody that wants to can share. Here's what Paul says about that. Not this Paul. Paul's there. But uh, Paul the Apostle said, What then? When you come together, okay, here we're together. How do we do this? He says, Each one has a hymn. That means if you want to sing something, you let me know and we'll, we'll sing it together. A lesson. Is there something that you learned that you want to share with us? Hopefully, we would gain some understanding from what you learned. Right, Tim? If you learned it, then you can share with us, and we'll, we'll be benefited by it. A revelation. Did God open something up to you? Did God give you a vision? Did God give you understanding? Did God give you a word? A tongue. Has anybody here spoken in a tongue before and it's been interpreted and, and you, it was the message that encouraged somebody or anybody? Uh, yeah. Did I tell you about the time I prayed for the guy, that, the uh, guy from Laos? Did I, did I share that? I think I shared that with you. I was in Sioux City, Iowa, and they had uh, my, my friend, uh, John Gertz, was one of the pastors, and then they had a Loatian pastor. And I uh, said, I feel that God wants to give you the gift of healing. And so I, I took his hands, and I prayed for that. And then I went, Shorapaka, rapara, trodaraka, panjarapaka, shandara, shandaratakada. He stopped me in the middle of doing that. And he said, you were speaking my language and you were telling me that God was giving me healing hands. Wow. Now, does that say anything about me? It says nothing about me and everything about God who gives me a language that I've never learned and I'm speaking it and he can understand it. That had to encourage him. I went back to the church 
And I looked at him and I said, how's it going? And he went like this. What, what was he saying? Seven people that he'd seen since I was there. That was a couple months later. So God was doing something and he started it. And I don't say that to say, wow, Paul, you're really something, because that, that's nothing. But God did that, gave a language so that he could be encouraged and really believe that God was going to do it. Because pastors don't, a lot of pastors who believe in healing hardly ever pray for their people for healing. And so he was really going forward and being aggressive with it, and he was seeing it happening. So that happens in a service like this. Okay, differ. Uh, you don't even have to beg and you can differ. It did have something to do with you because you stepped out in faith. You were obedient. Yeah. You did something that This sounds good. You better get it get we better get it on the mic there. Yeah. Well, it's it's for all of us, you know. I, I mean, we we step out in faith and yes, God does all that. And we're saying, Lord, I'll do this, and you do your thing. Yeah. God is good. He's, he's encouraging all of us. I think in that, uh, Paul, too, as I said earlier, you stepped out in faith. Okay. And uh, th that, that takes a little courage. Thank you, honey. <laughs> yeah. So that's what we want to do this morning. And then it says one more thing, uh, a tongue uh, or an interpretation. Let all things be done for what? That means build, building, building up. So we want to build each other up now. So uh, let's share together. And Steve is going to start. And then you be ready so that he can, uh, he'll pass it on to different ones. And we'll just, this is the sermon. This is the sermon. <laughs> Naomi, you get ready. You're going to share something too, right? <laughs> okay, go ahead. Well, this isn't going to take five minutes, but. I just want to give thanks to the Lord uh, for the faithfulness of Brother Tim here for fixing our air conditioning. Come on. It's, Come on. You know, I wish Nate were here this week, you know, because it's so nice. Yes. But uh, perfect. thanks a lot, Tim. God's given Tim some amazing gifts, and uh, he's going to tell us about it. <laughs> well, I just get... <laughs> Get it, get it off, get it off early. Get it done with it early. Um, I, I didn't even tell my wife this, but yesterday I just felt like there was, um, there's so much going on in our lives, and I felt like I wasn't on the same page with the Lord. I just felt like, you know, I'm, I'm off over here, and I, I shouldn't be there. I should be somewhere over here. Um, so I, I. I drove to a park and went for a walk, and the, the, the question I think the Lord prompted me to ask was, is there anything I'm doing, or is anything I'm not doing that I should be doing? Like what Nate does at uh, communion sometimes, right? Yeah. Is there anything I'm doing I shouldn't be doing, and is there anything I'm not doing that I should be doing? Yeah. I didn't get any real clear, um, specific items except maybe to keep on asking that question every day. And uh, what occurred to me was a scripture that I, 
Back when I was 16, uh, I, I was mentored by a young, I was 16, he was 25. So there was, he was nine years, almost 50% older than me. <laughs> we were both kids, right? But I mean, I look at 25 year olds now. I mean, my, one of my youngest son, my youngest son is 25. <laughs> but <clears throat> his name was Jake Bergen. And I haven't been in touch with him for 30 years, but he went on to be a pastor in Winnipeg. Um, and, but Jake challenged me. He says, hey, I'm going to memorize Philippians. You want to do it with me? So we were working, actually, we were working together at a Bible camp in Strawberry Lake, Minnesota. Oh, right. The uh, Gerald Durstein's camp, if you know anything about him. And I spent that summer, 1975, yeah. um, you know, taking the trash out, raking leaves, mowing lawns, and memorizing Philippians 3. Wow. Whoa. Um, it was great. But anyway, so that brought to mind this scripture. Not as though I had already attained, either were already perfect, but I follow after, that I may apprehend that for which also I am apprehended of Christ. So it's like there isn't really an end to this journey. You just need to be yielded, right? Yield yourself to whatever God is wanting you to do. And of course, Larry and Carrie, for me, are examples of this too, that yeah. they have, they, there's nothing else to do but yield. There's, not, there's no kicking against the goads there, I mean. And who are Larry and Carrie for those who don't? Uh, Ruth and I actually have a small army of friends and that are in prison. <laughs> um, Larry and Carrie was the start of it and they've been there for 10 years now in prison, unjustly convicted of yeah. horrendous things that based on lies and corruption in the justice system, which pe- more and more people are realizing, oh wow, that is a thing. Yeah. Yeah, ch- child protective services. So, in, in any event, um, uh, that that's what that's the journey I took yesterday. <laughs> wonderful, oh, wonderful. Else, okay. What's the definition yeah. of apprehend? Definition yeah. of apprehend? Yeah, when you were talking. When you apprehend a criminal, you take a criminal in. The Lord was giving me the same verses he gave Tim <laughs> about, well, just like when we're having communion, I was remembering, search me, O God, and know my heart, try me, know my thoughts, see if there be any wicked way in me. It's like, and I, I'm, now I'm reminding myself, I'm actually telling a testimony to myself because it's something that God showed me that was amazing, and then I forgot all about it, and we haven't been doing that. Like... Um, going to try to be kind of general about this, but we're suddenly empty nesters again. This has been a really long time of being parents, but last several months ago, we still had a couple daughters living with us, and the situation was getting out of hand with one of them who isn't walking with God at all, and it's like we didn't know how to handle it but at some point, it's like the Lord just said, like the same thing. Lord, show me, is there something that we're not doing that we should be doing? Like, 
it was so big we didn't even know how to approach it that we didn't even, I don't know, we didn't even like have the faith to start praying about what should we do. We just, I think we were just feeling overwhelmed. But we, one night we prayed, which was what we're not doing that we should be doing. And then, like by the next morning, like something he orchestrated in the middle of the night, it was perfectly clear, this is the step of obedience I want you to take. And it was hard to do, but when we di- did it, he broke through and moved the situation forward to where it needed to be. And um, Breakthrough. Yeah, and now this same daughter, she's not walking with God, but great is thy faithfulness. He loves her so much. He's, through life events, he's bringing her back into wanting to be a lifeguard and teach children how to swim, and he hey, opened up a job hey, opportunity. Tell about how we prayed for them over the phone with Jacob and how he got healed. Well, yeah, that's just a different situation. But we're just seeing his faithfulness in our daughter's life that, like, he goes after the little lambs, and I just feel like his kindness is going to bring her to repentance. He's just working in such huge ways in her life that she probably knows it's God, but she's not going to admit it now. Yeah. We really want to see it in our families. Yeah. Yeah. Make that a habit. God wants to speak to us if we're asking the right questions. Yeah. Jill, we haven't seen you for years. It's wonderful to to see you. Welcome. How are things going with you? Can you can you uh, can you uh, can we pray for you for anything? I don't not not right here, but I'll. Uh-huh. I'll just share something. Sure. So uh, um, I was actually hoping to stay in Israel longer than I did when I first went. Um, and that was when I got, I was there like in 2020. And so I, of course, COVID <laughs> went down and it hit Israel before everything started going in the U.S. where they did the shutdown and everything. So I was lucky to get back through the shutdown. I flew to Ireland and then flew back here, but um, when I was in Israel, like, um, there was one night where there was these fighter jets flying over, and I saw, like, well, like, we ran out in the middle of the night, because it's cool for, like, Americans who don't usually see, like, a lot of fighter jets, there's just fighter jets all the time, and I just thought it was really awesome, but at the same time, the Lord was speaking with me that nothing like from this point on the world's going to be different it's going to be different something's happening the united states will not be the same again and i saw like this really ugly like ugly thing and i don't know like 100% how to interpret it but like i also know that like in everything going on god has a peace plan is the way i'm interpreting things and there's just one verse that i'm sure like a lot of people here like have read and know about but um as far as like in the middle east it was so in isaiah um so in that day egypt and assyria will be connected by a highway the egyptians and the assyrians will move freely between their lands and they will be 
They will both worship God, and Israel will be their ally. The three will be together, and Israel will be a blessing to them. For the Lord of heaven's armies will say, Bless be Egypt, my people. Blessed be Assyria, the land I have made. Blessed be Israel, my special possession. possession. But um, So, I mean, you could. there's a lot of things you can get out of that, but I'm getting, like, a, multiple interpretations out of that verse as far as just everything going on and, like, mm-hmm. God yeah. having a peace yeah. plan for everything. He's the king. He'll, he'll call it. He'll call it for the Middle East, won't he? Thank you. Good to hear from you, Joe. Welcome back. Yeah. Do you plan on going back, or are you staying here for a while now? You don't know. Anybody else? Who wants to share? Uh, okay. Good. Um, okay. Um, so anyway, um, I saw Pastor Paul at a conference this week um, on Friday. And my friend Erica had invited me. And the only reason I went is because I didn't have to test and work that day. Otherwise, I would have been mentally gone and forget going to the conference. Okay? So I knew this was the Lord. And I had been praying, oh, you know, it'd be kind of nice to get to a conference. But I haven't been to one for a while. Da, 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 da. So when, I, when she told me that morning for that night, I'm like, okay, I better put up and shut up and, and go to this thing because I've prayed for it. So even though it was you know, kind of spontaneous, I went. No. Erica's a friend that I've tested her kids, I've taught her kids, this, that, for years, but really never connected much. So, you know, we were going along in the, in the car and so on and so forth and talking and talking about kids and... Uh, you know, when I had my kids and growing up, I didn't drink very, you know, I didn't drink at all. Okay, so I'm, I'm going to show you where this is going. Okay. I didn't drink, but, you know, Erica, as, as we move into, you know, raising kids and so on, make it light. Just make it light, make it fun. You know, you can't just be so serious. Everything can be so serious and discipline and this and that and lighten up. Okay, so this is where I was going with this, okay? (laughs) Yeah, people know what's happening. My son was sitting right beside me, Isaac, like, oh, brother, where are you going? Mom, you idiot. So I'm going along here, and I'm like, um, and saying, you know, if you need a drink every once in a while, just grab one. You know, you don't have to get drunk or anything. I'm just saying, you know, lighten up. I didn't. Now I'll have a glass of wine here and there, but, okay, so this is what I was saying. Fast forward to the conference, okay? Pastor Paul's up in front. You bring up the guy that was in college, had a drink, ends up becoming an alcoholic, right? I'm just like, eating humble pie, I look at her. We're both laughing. You probably don't know this. But I was just like, so the lesson here is discipline from the Lord. And he was doggone going to make sure that I don't speak to people and say, hey, just have a drink. Just, you know, lighten up if you need to. Because I don't know their disposition. Now, Erica, praise God, 
she's the type of gal, and she said, you know, I don't even drink coffee very much because anything addicting could, in fact, hinder me. Mm. Yeah. So she was safe, but the Lord, and then you bring it up again, this guy. And I was just laughing. You know, I mean, not at first. My pride got me at first. I was like, oh, geez. And then it was like, no, this was emphasized two or three times to me. Like, you better doggone watch what you say to people. It may work for some, but evidently this was a no-no on my behalf. And I thought it was so interesting from God and so kind of him to do that because in my I'll just call it stupidity here. I and I looked at her eye to eye. Said, "Man, I'd be remiss if I didn't say forgive me." Mm. And this is a lesson well taught that I'm going to have to really watch my subject matter. So that was the discipline from God, and I loved it. <laughs> wow! Wow! <laughs> Yeah, introduce yourself. Okay. <laughs> so my name is Ivana Hassenberg. <laughs> David and I have been, we're about to, in August, celebrate six years. So hallelujah. <laughs> and Samuel's birthday is on Wednesday. He's going to be five. Whoa. Wow. Hey, come on, Samuel. <laughs> so it's, it's, to me, it's really exciting because I came to the U.S., at four and a half, just before five, and at five, I had dreams and visions of being a missionary in life. <laughs> yeah, so it's cool. Here we are. <laughs> we are a missionary family, and you know, I just want to tie in um, what everyone's sharing with a a unique thing that happened to me last night. So um, first, I want to read out of Acts two, where it says. Um, from the book of Joel, Acts 2, 16 um, through 21. But this is what was spoken through the prophet Joel. And it shall be in the last days, says Yahweh God, that I will pour out my Ruach, my Holy Spirit, on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. Your old men shall dream dreams. Even on my slaves, male and female, I will pour out my spirit in those days and they shall prophesy. I will give wonders in the sky above and signs on the earth beneath, blood and fire and smoky vapor. The sun shall be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the great and glorious day of Adonai comes. And it shall be that everyone who calls on the name of Adonai shall be saved. Mm. Amen. So with that, um, I want to go into, I'm a dreamer. And I don't know how many people here get dreams, but I will say (laughs) that uh, my prophetic dreams that I get are sometimes not as many as the other kind of dreams that I get. So it's it's unique to me, uh, my dream life. But ever so often, I get a dream that I know is the Holy Spirit speaking to me, and it's like, huh? So... Last night, I was having a dream, and it, it's kind of unique because it, it had to do with, I was seeing like a, a relationship that I had had before my husband, actually, but in my dream, it involves my husband, 
And at a specific point, I say to the other person or the other people in my, like I'm processing this in my spirit as I'm sleeping, and I say, you are not my Rema word. <laughs> like David is, was the Rema word in my life of a husband. And so with that, you know, a lot of what we process and how we walk and how the Holy Spirit is pouring out his spirit is he speaks individually to us with a Rema word that we need. And it's so personal, but it's amazing. You know, and, and even just that, idea like I, I so profound that even the relationship like even in a marriage Jesus is you know our Rema word like who we need today what I need right now and so even even to bring that into like a marriage covenant I just thought was really profound and awesome you know to wake up thinking that is so unique you know and so I just want to encourage everyone that through the dreams, through the visions, we have to, you know, navigate what's not of Jesus, obviously, what voices are not of Jesus. But in it, um, I just get amazed at how specific and how accurate when the Holy Spirit speaks, he is. That's wonderful. Can I I say one thing before uh, Paul, uh, I don't need it, has he ever told you about the walks that we took? Okay, you should ask him because, as you know, we had lots of young people, for a while men and women, in our home, and uh, David was one of them. And we were very close, and so David started talking to me about this girl, and we went on quite a few walks together. And we would talk about that. We'd talk about your future. We'd talk about that lady there. And we would pray together. And uh, I don't know how many walks we went on, but uh, things got firmed up at some point for you. And then you went for it. So you were in on some of those walks because you, uh, we were speaking about you and praying ahead of time for you and he was praying and believing and now you guys make a great pair that's wonderful yeah so i wasn't actually sure i was going to share this story until you shared that scripture and i'll tie it in towards the end um but i was just going to share a little bit about what the lord has been kind of walking adrian and i through the last probably three, four months, and it, it's, I'll do my best, this is a prophetically intense story, but it, it really, I think, does encourage the body of Christ, so we follow a ministry that we're really close to, she did an internship down at this ministry, and we visit there, our sister-in-law is a part of it, and it's in Missouri, um, but they're connected with quite a few significant leaders across the body of Christ, like Francis Chan, John Wimber, um, Paul Kane, who is now who's now with the Lord, and several others with like Christ for All Nations, Lifestyle Christianity with Todd White, et cetera, et cetera. So the point is, in earlier this year, they called a 40-day fast in April or March, May, the May timeline. 
But leading up to that, they, um, this backstory is the leader there was very, very close to Paul Kane in his lifetime. And I don't know if you know the story of Paul Kane. It's, it's a good one. His mom, Anna Kane, in 1920 was given a promise by the Lord that said, you will have a son and he will carry the mantle of your prophetic ministry for all the days of his life. And so she's in her late, she's in her 40s. She can't get pregnant. She's had four miscarriages, and then she gets pregnant. Total miracle. Eight months into the pregnancy, she's terminal with four serious illnesses. She goes to the doctor, and they say, basically, go home and pass away. We can't heal you. There's, like, breast cancer, tuberculosis. It's in the 20s. They don't have good medicine. And they say, go home and just pass away. She's eight months pregnant with this promise from the Lord. The angel of the Lord visits her and says, you're going to be healed, be of good cheer. It's like a, basically a Mary and Jesus sort of encounter. Wow. Totally healed overnight. She's never sick for another day the rest of her life, and she dies at like 102 or something. <laughs> and this is all documented. If you want to look this up, you can. It happened in the 20s. So she gives birth to Paul. Paul's her son. He becomes this like very um, well-respected prophet in the charismatic circle. In the 90s, Anna Cain is about to die. And, but before, like 10 years earlier, she hears from the Lord. She goes, Paul, the Lord just told me, before I die, you're going to get this dramatic word from the Lord that I'm going to give to you that will be for you and the generations after you that will basically, like the body of Christ is to steward through you and through the people you influence. So Paul and Anna are like, again, very prophetic. And Paul's like so anxious to hear this word. He goes, Mom, just ask the Lord to give it to you now. Why do I have to wait? Like, that's crazy. She goes, Paul, I, that's not how this is going to work. I can't do that this time. <laughs> so years go by. Years go by, and she gets into a coma, and she's about to die. She's in her hundreds. And he calls, like, his leadership friends, and he says, um, and I promise I'm going to circle this back to your, your scripture. This says, Anna's about to die. We need to hear this word of the Lord for the body of Christ. Let's pray and hope that she comes out of this coma to give this word to Paul. And this goes on for some months, and it gets to the point where it's an annoyance. It's like, for goodness sake, like, why are we, like, praying for this woman? Like, we have all these other things to think about and pray, yada, yada, yada. Paul gets the word of the Lord and says, the Lord tells her, You're gonna, my, your mom's going to die tomorrow. And so he calls his friend. And he says, hey, would you come and be with me? The Lord told me my mom's going to die. He's like, Paul, how do you know that? And he goes, well, brother, this is kind of how this works. This is kind of how my life works. So he goes to be with this guy, with Paul and his mom. And it's just these three in this hospital room. And Anna's in a coma. This guy's sitting there comforting Paul. This is in the 90s. And it's like super awkward if you hear him tell the story. He goes, it was the most awkward thing in the world. This guy's having this tender moment with his mom. He's this miracle son of hers. And I'm in the room. I don't know what to do. So I literally just turned around and looked at the wall for like the entire moment. Because he's like having this tender moment with his passing mom. And it was so uncomfortable. He's like, all I did was look at the wall and there was a clock sitting in front of me. It was a digital clock. So sure enough, she wakes up, whispers a word into Paul's ear and passes away. And this happened on April 18th, I think it was like 1990 or 1992. And it happened at 4.18 p.m. because the guy looking at the wall saw the clock. And so Anna passes away. He doesn't have the courage to ask his 
friend, asked Paul, what did she say? So, you know, that some time goes by. Paul calls this guy and he goes, hey, I wanted to tell you what my mom told me. Um, yada, yada. She tells him Luke 4.18 will be a message for the body of Christ for, year, for decades to come. And you're to carry that message to the body of Christ throughout the remainder of your ministry. So the nurse comes in and says, hey, when did Anna die? She, and his buddy goes, Paul's like, I don't know. Um, I was talking to my mom. Luke 4.18, by the way, is Isaiah 61. The spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon me to bring good news to the poor, bind up the brokenhearted, set the captives free, proclaim the, proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. So Joel 2, Isaiah 2, Isaiah, Joel 2, Acts 2, Isaiah 61, right? Spirit of the sovereign Lord. So she dies 418 at 418 p.m. and gets the word of the Lord 418. Wow. So the nurse comes in and says, when did she die? Paul's like, I don't know. This guy who's looking at the clock says, I know it was 4.18 p.m. I was staring right at the clock. So it's like in the charts, documented, yada, yada, yada. Wow. Paul dies, and he raises up this prophet named Chris Reed. So Chris Reed is like a 35-year-old from Arkansas, and he gets connected with the same leader in February, who was in the room when Paul's mom died. So the year before Paul dies, he disciples this prophet, this guy who's not even a prophet. He's a young adult leader in Arkansas. And all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit starts to visit him, like, dramatically in some last few years. And he gets connected with Paul, and Paul disciples him for the last year of his life. So in February, John Wimber goes to this leader in Chris Reed, and he says, hey, I think you guys have a thing. The Lord's been speaking to me. You guys should connect and just pair up. I think the Lord has something for you. And the bridge is Paul Kane. So they raise up. This guy invites him to his ministry in Missouri in April, April 9th. And the reason that's important is because in, February, in November of 2019, Chris Reed gets the word of the Lord. He writes it down, and he says, the word of the Lord is, the prince shall pass, and it will be 418 at last. And Chris Reed has never, ever heard the story of Paul Kane and Paul and Paul Kane's mom, Paul from 1992, has no connection to this 418 word. So uh, April 9th, he's at this ministry in Missouri for the first time, connected with this guy through Paul Kane and John Wimber, and Prince Philip dies. And he's carrying this word for 18 months. And he says, he says to his, this guy who's invited him, he goes, do you know what this word means? I've been carrying it for 18 months. Prince Philip died, and I think it's connected. Do you have any idea what this word means? And he goes, I'm so confused. I've been carrying it for 18 months. I wrote it down. He shows him the sheet of paper and from his, like, his wallet, I think. And he goes, what's the word? The prince shall pass. It will be 418 at last. And this guy goes, I know exactly what that means. 418, Paul Kane, Anna Kane, he raises him up. So the point is to all of that is like there's been a huge shift in the body of Christ through all these ministries like Francis Chan, this ministry in Missouri, Todd White, all these ministries are converging to centralize around this 418 word and the spirit of the Lord pouring out his spirit on all flesh through dreams and visions that old men will see exactly, right? So what I found so profound is our last service for Lydia House at the ranch was on 418. Ah. 418. And these things, so I, I really, really do feel like the word you shared, 
all that is happening in the body of Christ. Like these, the last two weeks, like ministries from all over the country are converging to centralize around like the unity in the body, the believing of the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, this great end time revival that we're about to experience. And so the fact, I wasn't going to share this. I was kind of thinking about, Lord, do you really want me to like talk about this? It's a long conversation. And then you shared that scripture about a Joel 2, Acts 2, and one of the like deepest prophetic words on, you know, like this ministry that connected these two guys. Paul Cain spoke over that ministry in 2000. Joel 2 will be one of the most important scriptures for this young adult community because the Lord's raising up an end time army. So for you to receive that word and just talking about it today and us to be connected, I wanted to share it and encourage the people. Pray Amen. it. Pray it. Pray it. Let's pray it. Yeah. All right. I'm just going to be really straightforward and pray this scripture. Father, we thank you that the Spirit of the Lord is upon you. Father, we thank you that you sent us Jesus, the Anointed One, to proclaim good news to the poor, to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind and set at liberty those who are oppressed. Father, we thank you that this is the word that Jesus spoke in the synagogue 2,000 years ago and said, I am the one you're waiting for. I am the one who's been spoken through the prophets for 2,000 years, starting with Abraham and all the way through Malachi. Father, we thank you for that word. We thank you for these promises. We thank you that you still speak in the same way that you spoke to them in those days. You still speak to us today. And we call upon this word that it is 418 at last. We call upon this word, God. We cling to your promises that all of your promises are yes and amen. We ask you now, even now, in this hour, in this little tiny room, in Lionel Lakes, Minnesota, that you would pour out your spirit yeah. on all flesh. Yeah. The, yeah. the spirit of the Lord that you poured out upon the apostles of old in that upper room, that you would once again do that. In our midst, Father, that you would release the baptism of fire upon your church, God. That you would baptize us with the Holy Spirit and fire, God. That you would fill us, God, for such a time as this to walk with you in the spirit of the sovereign Lord, to proclaim good news to the poor in liberty to the captives and the recovering of sight to the blind God in liberty to those who are oppressed God. Even now in this room, we call upon this word that you would set our hearts free, release the sight in the visions of the Lord. Open up our eyes, God. Where the blind Bartimaeus crying at the, crying at the, at the street corner Set our hearts free to love you, God, with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. Spirit of David, come and rest upon your church once more and set us free to follow you and pick up our cross daily. Amen. 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 And we fully believe 
Father, that you are going to do this and that you're going to use us as a part of it. You know in my prayers how I believe for a mighty outpouring. I'm believing for revival. I'm believing to see meetings where thousands will come and be healed, be delivered, and be saved. Our expectation is great, not for what we will do, but what you will do through us. We expect to see many set free from demons, multitudes healed, eyes opened up, cancer disappear, and lives change. We totally expect it. We thank you for these converging words this morning that allow us to turn our hearts toward you with expectation. We sang in the morning, great is thy faithfulness. We, we knew, we know of your greatness. We know of your willingness. Did you have a word, honey? I just wanted to... Uh, I just want to praise and thank you, Lord, for what you are already doing, that you are bringing young people. And as we're um, hearing about our our friend Karku, who has been here and spoken at Karaku. our church. Yes, Karaku. Yes, and um, in the 91 cities that they've been visiting, and just today on the way to church here, I was reading about the miracles that have been happening. People have been coming, running. Just now in Alaska, they ran to the altar and gave up all their, I, I just would like to say, like paraphernalia, things that they've been holding on to, drugs and et cetera, uh, and saying they want you, Lord. And there are miracles. People who have been deaf heard, again, uh, uh, an arm healed that was broken. Um, Lord, you know what is happening, and we praise you, and yes. we worship you, Lord, yes. because we want yes. more of this yes. happening, more, Lord, where hearts are just softened, and these people see you even in their, uh, in their dreams, Lord, at night when their hearts are at rest, wake them up, hearing your voice, feeling your presence, knowing you are there, and that you would bring not only miracles physically but spiritually lord for your glory we are trusting you father looking to you and let us do our part in jesus name yes yes i was a young man during the watts riots the watts riots uh, in los angeles happened about 30 minutes from our house and uh I, I wondered when I saw that, where is the National Guard? Where are the Marines? Where, where are those who are gonna keep it from happening? And it, it just continued for uh, a season. Now we're seeing things that I didn't think we'd see in America. We're seeing, uh, it, it's about, it, it's as bad, as, you think it's as bad as it could be, but it, it could get worse. It could get worse. And so we really need to cry out to God for his mercy, for healing, for, for uh, true unity, yes. true unity. Yes. <clears throat> Anyone else want to share? Yeah, David. <laughs>
Uh, yeah, just, wow, what a word. You know, it's just, it's just beautiful to be attentive to the Holy Spirit. Amen? Amen. And I feel like he just wants us to say that, just declare that. There is one Holy Spirit. Can we say that together on a count of three? One, two, three. There is one, one Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. And it's, and it's just beautiful to come and be attentive to the Holy Spirit and, and see what he says through his, through his bride. And just a little bit about, I had, I had shared about specifics about losing people. Um, and uh, some of you that know a little bit, I lost my big brother uh, April 1st in a tragic accident. And uh, so what is that, like three months ago now? Um, and so that's been, it's been unique, you know, with the whole COVID garbage year and then, and then uh, kind of like the, the ostracizing for those that move up, move up. Joe was talking about moving around. You know, me and my family travel a lot, so, so there was a lot of suppression and shutting out of, of my family. Um, and then losing him and then trying to be attentive to other people's cares and needs and how to handle things. Okay, so then I was at a men's retreat a couple of weeks ago, and I get there, and one of my friends texts me, and he says, he says, uh, we just refer to his, her as mom, okay, she's, I don't know if you ever met Emily, I think you maybe met Emily once or twice, uh, she was an African-American uh, woman that raised me up um, in the, on the streets uh, to, to preach the gospel, uh, one day she saw me at a prayer meeting, and she, like I said yesterday, uh, I'll, I'll get to that, but she just stared right through me. <coughs> You know, she saw who I was, and, and she said, I heard about you. But she didn't say, I just heard about you. She actually said, I know what you do, and I, and I want to go with you. So she actually esteemed me higher than herself, but she far knew far more than I did. And it was very humbling. Uh, and she mentored me for close to 10 years. And, and so I get to this men's retreat, and my, and my brother Anthony, he, he texted me, and he said, Ma passed away. Now her birthday's tomorrow. Now watch this. You said orchestration. I, the message that I preached yesterday at our life celebration was the orchestration of Father God. Yesterday was my brother's birthday. Okay, we just said that in this room. You can't draw this stuff up. No. You know, no. Paul, is speak, Paul was speaking on prophets yeah. um, bringing words forth. And, you know, I believe the prophets have played a unique position for a specific amount of years but he also wants to get the apostles in place, right? He wants to get the evangelists and the teachers, um, pastors and teachers in, in the proper positions too, right? And however that looks. And uh, what we see, uh, which was funny because we, we said different things about Lydia House, kind of like the house church, but anybody that comes to this fellowship knows that this, this is a place that comes together in a setting like this, but also believes in breaking bread together, eating together. And, and so... You know, I just wanted to come forth and, and share that from my heart. And that's one of the words that I preached. Uh, sometime yesterday, I was asked to be the, the main speaker for her, um, which kind of reminded me of speaking at a funeral on the north, uh, what was that, south side of Chicago. <laughs> this was five years ago. This was, my wife was pregnant with Samuel, and it was half the room was, uh, gangbangers and half was Jehovah's Witnesses. Wow. <laughs> and I was one of the main speakers, a Caucasian guy, you know, in that room. And it was, it was kind of like yesterday. I was asked to be the main speaker for, 
for an African-American family. Very hum I was very humbled by it, very honored yeah. to be there. And, uh, but that's, Jesus died, as was said today. Yeah. He died for every nation, tribe, and tongue. Right. Amen. Yeah. And so we're, we're one. As a, as a buddy of mine out of Louisiana, he has a ministry called One Blood. You know, there's, wow. one blood was shed, shed for us. We are one wow. in Jesus. And so um, just to finish on that, uh, some people are kind of questioning, like, what's going on? And, and I think he says, go, go in a secret place and close the door and seek him in secret, right? And he you seek in secret will reward you openly before all men. So that's just spending time with him. Amen. If we go Amen. sit with him, yeah. worship him, read his word with him, and then we come out, he's going to spill out into the circumstances that are before us. And so, you know, don't be discouraged, at least in my gifting, when I start seeing correlations, I know I'm in a really good place. So today was like about 75 correlations. Um, <laughs> a lot of times I'll see it monetarily, you know, like a bill will be due and then and then money will money will come into the ministry and it'll be a, a, the exact correlation. And one the other week I had two, two specific happenings like that. Like I had a bill, I had a bill for a hundred dollars and somebody sends us a a gift card for a hundred dollars. I'm Whoa. like, what's going on here? Yeah. You know, and it might not be the money you use, but it's just it's just the correlation that you start to see. Amen. And, and one of the things that way that's really on my heart right now to encourage the bride is that he says, walk in the spirit. Okay, he doesn't say walk in your intellect. He doesn't say walk walk in your emotions. He says walk in the spirit. And so he was slaughtered on a cross to fill us with resurrection power so we could be led by the Holy Spirit. As he says, it's good for me to go, for I will send the Holy Spirit, who the world cannot receive, but you as my sons and daughters can receive. So, so it's, a, it's always a, a blessing and an honor to be here. I was just able to speak yesterday. Um, it was the, the life celebration was from 2 to 3, but it was just a very special day. Um, and once again, really trying to field, because like, I've been talking to my wife a lot about that, sympath sympathizing and empathizing with people. Because we can go through something, I mean, I, I've dealt with my brother, you know, the loss of my brother in a specific way. But then you have, I have my, my younger brother and I have my parents. You know, and yesterday was my brother's birthday and I didn't know what to do. Mm. You know, I'm like, do I call people? Do I text people? You know, do I leave them alone? Do they want to talk to me? Mm. You know, but, but you just don't bulldoze people. Amen. We walk in the spirit. We be attentive. And uh, so whatever you're walking through, whatever you're going through, if he's in you, Greater is he in you than he that's in the world. And just, just trust in the orchestration of the Lord. And uh, listen to your mothers and fathers and, uh, that are a blessing in your life. And because even, your, even your, my wife speaking today, that really blessed me. Because I knew she was lit in the car and I didn't know what happened. And she didn't share with me. She shared with y'all before she shared with me. So. <laughs> but it really blessed me. So thank you. Uh, thank you. It's an honor to be here. Thank you for sharing today. We're blessed, David. We're blessed. Let's just, uh, let's bless his ministry. Let's hold your hand out. Jesus. Father, thank you that uh, David lives by faith, that he, he doesn't get a salary, but he gets gifts. And I thank you that you are supplying for them abundantly. We pray that you continue to do that. He's got a family, he's got a wife, he's got kids. 
and uh, he needs, and, and thank you that you supply, that you see what he needs, and you give. You say, give, and it shall be given to you far more than you give out. And so thank you for the way that he and Ivana give out, and we bless them and their family with all that they need and then some. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Thanks for sharing, Dave. Thank you. Yeah. Anything that you want to share? I, I used to be real good with names, yeah. and then uh, lately I've been forgetting them. But your name again is? Tech. 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 Yeah. Do you have anything you would like to share with us? Um, You're wel welcome to if you want. Yeah, just how, just how I got here is kind of Okay, want, can you come up? Yeah. Be, yeah. Yeah. Can I pray yeah. Real quick I yes, you can okay. pray. All right. Um, let me see. Okay. All right. Um, that was quick. That was just uh, <laughs> okay. I just wanted to feel my heart. I am right. the running man. The running man. I just that mean this kind of running or what kind of running? Like the dance. Okay. Step. <laughs> clench your fists and shoot to bring out the arms and shoot the arms back All and front. Okay. Yeah, but I want to run for God, though, you know. So yeah. That's, yeah. That's are you how a, I take it. Are you a runner? Do you do a lot of running? I don't. Like, running is like, the I hate running. <laughs> <laughs> I should love it as okay. an Ethiopian, but I, I don't. I like okay. walking more. But, um, so, like, how, how I even, yeah? Yeah. How I even got, like, came to this church is really weird. One, one day, I was uh, at my place in Hopkins, and... I randomly, like a week before, had driven by a church, city church, or Grace in the City Church, and I saw that they had a service on Saturday at like five. So I was like, that Saturday, I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go to this church, but I'm gonna walk. So, so I was walking from like Hopkins down to downtown Minneapolis, and yeah, so yeah, it's a super long way. So I'm just like on my way, and uh, I get to Dupont and Lake Street, and I see David. And his family and Justin, and I and I have a sh and I have I've never met him. I have a shirt that says um, "What No Jesus No Peace," and so I guess David saw it or Justin saw it. One of them saw it and they they're like pointing at me and they're going like this. And I'm like, who is? They're not talking to me. I look back and I'm like, they're talking to somebody else. And they're like, no, no, you. <laughs> so it's like this little island in the crossroad. And I get there and we start talking and somehow just like instantly just connect on. Uh, some of the things that they have been thinking about recently and like the idea of Christianity and we're having like this big conversation in the middle of the road and they're like, we're doing street ministry. You want to come <laughs> or you want to join us? And I was like, what? Yeah, I'd love to join you guys. Like this is this is what I've been thinking about for like the last couple of months and previously like the year before. So November 2019, I made a return to God. I backslid him for three years. Mm -hmm. Um, after walking with God from like 16 to uh, the age of like 26 or something like that and backslid for three years, just like complete, like God, I was, I was in ministry, I was doing youth ministry and I was also living at my parents' house and I was like, I got to go, I'm about to leave and I'm going to get a little apartment, I'm going to make my little monastery and I'm just going to pray and I'm going to see God and I'm going to go do ministry in power and God gave me a dream and he was like, if you leave this house, you're going to, you, the devil's going to like eat you alive in the dream. He, he kind of showed me like my, myself levitating in the air and moving towards these wooded areas and um, like these little demons in the dream, I'm like, I'm floating, right? And there's like a demon that would jump up behind me and I would try to move away from it. So then 
another one would jump up behind me and I would move away from it. And as I was moving, I was moving towards, towards these woods. And I, when I looked inside the woods, I saw like a, like a wolf and he was waiting for me. And when I woke up, God gave me the interpretation of the dream. And he said, what you're running away from is not your problem. Your problem is going to be when you leave. And I was like, Whoa. no. And it was weird. I was reading my journal like a week ago. And in my journal, I wrote, Lord, I feel like you're saying don't go, but I want to go. I'm going to create like a, my own place sanctuary for you. I pray this is from you. I pray that I'm not moving in the flesh. That was literally my last journal entry. And two months later, I fell off, left ministry, dove into the world, got into drugs, drinking, just all sorts of Terrible. stuff. Wow. Like I almost, yeah, certain times. I was, but November 2019, the same time that my dad, after he had went through like about a cancer and then he had a colostomy bag, that same like day, God, the same day that they said his colostomy bag could be reversed, that same night was the night that I had repented like God through a video of this kid that was going to prison. He was being sentenced to, uh, uh, he was on probation for like a gun charge and things like that. The judge told him in the video, I'm watching this YouTube video and the judge, I don't know how, it was like late at night, I'm scrolling through YouTube, I'm watching this YouTube video and the judge tells this kid, um, I've been trying to save you for the last three years um, and I was, I fell off from God for the last three years. And he was, and he said to the kid, this is your last opportunity. I don't know how I started watching this video. I posted it on my Instagram, but, um, so, so the, this kid, he, he told him, I've been trying to save you for the last three years. There are pastors in this uh, courtroom and they're going to help you get a job and you need to connect with them. And if you don't, this is your last chance. You're going to jail for 60 years. And this is the, this is your last chance. So I'm, I'm hearing God and I'm looking onto my, uh, my, my little, on my, on my, this little stand, I have like all these drugs and God is telling me like, I've been trying to save you for the last three years. This is it. If you don't throw all this away tonight and turn like you're done for. So then I, I like, was like, okay, Lord, I'm relying on these drugs for everything. I use them when I go to work. I use them for every interaction. If I throw this away and you don't come through for me tomorrow, I'm done. like, I can't, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know where I'm going to go. I took them, threw them away. The next morning, literally woke up like a new person. Wow. It was just, it was, it was like the crazy, wow. you wouldn't believe. Like I, I was, I was in deep depression, like emptiness in my heart. I woke up like a new person. Found out my dad's classing bag was reversed. His life changed. My life changed. Yeah. Gave me a full-time job working with youth in uh, the school systems, which wasn't supposed to happen. I like the, the interview for that job I missed because I was on those drugs that night, stayed up all night, slept through the interview like two weeks prior. I wasn't supposed to get that job. And they were only going to give me five hours a week. The last day of like the training for that job was like... I had quit the drugs that night before. I came in and then they were like, I gave a presentation. The boss was like, hey, come to the back office. We want to talk to you. We have a full-time job. We want to give you, oh. <laughs> like, I was like, why? I was going to start crying in that office. I was like, they wouldn't understand if I did. Um, and it was, it was just the craziest, um, yeah, it was, it was, it was really weird. So, so that long story short that november is november 2019 i came back to god god changed my dad's life god changed my life me and my dad grew really close together i learned what love meant Lord. through him I, I i was like with him for a really long time god showed me what it meant to be good he showed me what it did my, my my whole life just kind of started to change then 
COVID hit, but God had provided me with a job. They let me work from home. Like, and then in the middle of that, God was telling me like, yo, you, 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 uh, I want you to just go. I want you like my car broke down one day. Like I woke up, I went to go to my car to start it. It wouldn't start. I felt the Lord like leading me to go buy another car. So I went and bought a Jeep Wrangler 2019, spent all my money feeling that God was leading me to do this. Like I felt like an idiot doing it, but I, I did it. And I, and then he said, just drive. And my dad was like, now at this point, the, can, he, the cancer came back and it was getting really bad for him. And he was dang near like dying. And God was telling me to drive. He said, go. And I just drove out to California for like two weeks. And it was just, okay. During that time, God was giving me dreams of street ministry. That was the whole point of that long story. <laughs> and I, I'd be, I'm sorry <laughs> that I did all that. So he, so God would give me dreams of going into the streets and talking with these kids and it just working and them coming to, to God, young men and women coming to God. So I'd go out. Sometimes, sometimes I'd go with street level. Sometimes I'd go by myself. And that day I hadn't, I didn't think I was going to go do street ministry so I'm walking down and I meet David and then he's like, let's go do street ministry. It was the weirdest thing. And then come to find out he went to church, uh, the Lydia house back in the day later that night, he told me and I was like, the Lydia house, my friend Wasi used to go there. And he's like, Wasi, I know Wasi. I'm like, oh, weird. And then he was like, you need to go. You need to yeah. check. The and then like two days later, I hadn't seen Wasi in years. I see Wasi walking down Nicollet Avenue. <laughs> and I'm like, Wasi, come here right now. I got to talk to you. So, uh, yeah, all of this is weird, and, I, and, I, and I'm definitely of that, like, uh, Joel, like, I, I think, I feel like there's things happening, and I just want to, like, Andrew, yeah, come get in, in pray get with plugged me. in, so. Yeah, we want to pray with you. This is, this is a wonderful story. Yeah. Thanks for sharing. Thank you. I asked him to. <laughs> yeah. All right. Lord, we thank you for tech. Thank you for yeah, your story with him, God, and just um, thank you. All the ways that you have already um, just proven yourself true and true again, and, and yes. your faithfulness and your provision and your guidance, God, and yeah, this morning has just been full of those kinds of stories, and and so much of that has come through uh, tech's testimony too, and so we just thank you for him and. What you're doing in his life, God, thank you for um, what you've begun, what you're faithful to complete, Lord. And I thank you for what you will continue to do and any partnership that would continue uh, with Tech and the people of Lydia House and um, or other ministries also in, in the Twin Cities. And just um, thank you that you are so active in his life. And um, we bless him with that, that that would just continue and that activity of yours would just continue and and just more fruit would be born out of that and that he would just flourish in, in ministry, um, serving, loving people, serving and loving you, God. Mm -hmm. We just thank you that he's um, walked through these doors and, and found this funny red barn a, a long way from Hopkins. And just thank you for what you are orchestrating, God. And it's just so clear that it couldn't happen um, outside of your purposes. So we just thank you for what you 
um, will and desire, and we put our yes and amen to that in Jesus' name. Pardon? Rafiq, yeah, we're, we're wrapping it up here. If it's a, uh, oh, I can wrap it up first. No, okay, okay, we can do that. Uh, this works, doesn't it? It works. That we do this kind of once a month. We have plans on other times, but we can interrupt those, even those plans. But uh, when we come together, we, we have stuff to share. And uh, thank you for those of you who shared and for those of you who listened, for those of you who prayed. And so uh, it, it works when you come together, each one. So thank you, Father, for speaking to us this morning in, in a variety of ways. Humorous, delightful, uh, encouraging, convicting, all of the above. And so we, we praise your holy name that you are with us, with us, and we're with us when we're here and we're with us when we go out. We thank you for what we hear about those who are going out, sharing the good news. I, in our men's group, Steve shared how he talked to two young men and led them to Jesus last couple, couple days, right? So we're thankful for that, and we bless them and pray that they would be, uh, they, they would, uh, Catch, catch the vision for what it can be now to know Jesus and to walk in that strength and to, to f uh, follow up. And so I say to you, the Lord bless you and keep you. Lord, make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord look upon you with his favor and grant you his peace. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you.